club hasn't exactly had a great week when it comes to decision-making. And yet, somehow, still, they might have topped themselves with this one. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. O'Neill Cruz is a shortstop. O'Neill Cruz has always been a shortstop. I don't have to ask Cruz if he prefers playing shortstop over other positions, even though I've done that, because he hasn't played other positions. O'Neill Cruz also happens to be the Pittsburgh system's number one prospect one of the top 20 in all of organized baseball. So, hey, I've got an idea. On the same week that the arbitration numbers for Brian Reynolds cause a righteous flap among the fan base, let's also make it known to everyone that the most valuable player in the system in addition to the most valuable player in Pittsburgh, are going to be made pretty unhappy. Now, let me pause here for a bit of a disclaimer. Two parts to this, actually. One, with all due respect, what the fans think and what I think doesn't matter and shouldn't matter too much to anyone whether it's the field manager, the general manager, all the way up to the owner. Every sports operation, whether they're really good at what they do or really bad at what they do, should be focused on themselves and their own work instead of responding to every bout of criticism. Two, the job does not entail in any way, shape, or form any of the jobs I just listed making the players happy. They are still employees, and they're working for people who are in charge. Okay, now that I've got that out of the way, this move or shifting or part-time or tryout of crews in the outfield makes just about as much sense as this team's absurd and pointless stance in the Reynolds arbitration case because neither of them serves any purpose to benefit either the team or the player. But before I explain why, I'll share with you what their stance is, meaning the Pirates' stance on this. Ben Charrington said that playing something in the outfield was something that we were planning to do with O'Neill last summer, and then it got interrupted by his injury. Like just about every young player, that's something we want to do as guys get to the upper levels. Derek Shelton said, and I'm quoting directly, we prefer that he's versatile. That's not saying that he can't play shortstop. It's not just in O'Neill's case. Versatility is a huge part of our club. Oh, Pittsburgh Pirates. 
Versatility doesn't matter at all if you can hit a baseball into orbit. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Anyone remember when Charrington was hired and the main focus of everything that he discussed at his introductory session with us, meaning reporters at PNC Park, was about player-centric development, player-centric instruction, Everything was to be about the individual player. And yet, those two quotes that I just read to you were verbatim. And they were about the system's number one prospect and about one of the very best prospects on the planet. And he's not getting player-centric anything because he's being told to take some outfield so that the manager can benefit from having some versatility and being able to bump him from here to there, given a, I don't know, you're not even going to have double switches anymore with the DH. What's the purpose of this? In case Leo Verpiguero comes along in like three or four years and Stars at the position defensively? Whatever. Deal with it at that time. Piguero is not close. The guy hitting the 550-foot moonshots off buildings and rooftops is close. In fact, he should be in Pittsburgh. And he should be at the position that he's played his whole life. You don't hit pause just as that player is about to participate in games regularly at PNC Park. That's insanity. It's beyond insanity. I'm sorry. Listen, I have to do this two days in a row where I'm basically just flipping out over something. I don't want to make this show that. I really don't on some regular basis. I'm not a hot takes whatever guy. And I don't go chasing drama or narratives because, ooh, it gets people to listen or whatever. This is just dumb. The Reynolds thing is just dumb. And that's not to say that these guys can't correct one or both. But here's hoping that they do. I'm going to share a little something extra here with you as your reward for getting through seven minutes of me barking about this. When I was in Bradenton last week, I was told by someone who would know that when Cruz's forearm injury developed last summer, and forearm, as anyone who follows baseball closely knows, is code for elbow. They prefer to say forearms. It sounds less scary and less Tommy John-ish and less... 
like someone would have been culpable for it. Well, guess what Cruz was doing shortly before that forearm started to feel strained? Yeah, he was throwing long toss. You know why he was throwing long toss? Because as Charrington acknowledged himself this week, he'd been on the verge of being moved to the outfield in Altoona. And it never materialized because he got hurt. The guy, in addition to everything else that he has in his arsenal, has the strongest arm of anyone at any position, including all of the pitchers. And they have him in midseason out there doing long toss. And then, oh, look at that. He's hurt. How did that happen? He was throwing in a way that was not natural to him. But you know what? Go ahead right now in the third week of March and try him out in the outfield just so that there can be some lineup flexibility at some point down the road. For the kid who's looking like the best power prospect we've seen in Pittsburgh in a really long time. Go ahead and do that. Ah! When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Time for J1Q. Today's comes from Brendan Binns, who asks, DK, how quickly do you think we see the likes of Rwanzi Contreras, Miguel Yahure, and maybe even Cody Bolton in the rotation? I feel like if the Pirates can get some of these guys up, along with even just one or two of the current guys pitching well, the rotation may not be all that bad. Nah, it looks like it's going to be bad, Brendan. Um, I like some of what I've seen so far in spring training. I'm encouraged, and there's no way not to be, I'd think, by what Mitch Keller has done, including, again, yesterday in the Pirates' shortened 3-3 tie with the Phillies. And there have at least been some modestly promising signs out of Will Crow and You know, the more names I list, the more discouraged you're going to get. So I'll probably just stop there. But Contreras uh, should be a significant part of this rotation. Not necessarily right away. I'm with management on the idea that he could use some seasoning in AAA, but not very much when you're throwing 100 miles an hour and you've got a slider running up there at 90 uh, you you need to be pitching against the adults. Yuhure is being moved slowly through this spring because of his lack of activity last season. And as the kid told me himself last week in Bradenton, he wasn't really in the best shape throughout the year, dropped some pounds, looks and feels a lot better. That's not going to happen right off the bat either. And Bolton is a name that not many would even be familiar with, but in 2019, he was shut down by a knee injury. Hasn't pitched since then. My understanding, although I don't believe this has become known, is that he's going to be pitching out of the pen, and he's going to be a project. So 
looking at him as being part of this rotation is really ambitious. And if all of that sounds like a bummer, I mean, so be it. That's reality. Uh, This is the thing that's going to keep the Pirates from becoming really competitive in 2022. You know what? I got to be honest with you. I'm having a tough time even having this discussion. This other stupid stuff is is wearing on me. It's wearing on what I feel should be my ability to comment on this team in some kind of objective manner. And I'm not talking about objective when I say like, ooh, make it all happy or whatever. I mean that these are dumb things. I'm sorry, Brendan. Just 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 hear this out, okay? These are dumb things that are being done by people who I think are smart. And that's confusing to me. I don't know what's happening here that's misfiring with these guys. I like and respect both Charrington and Shelton. feel like I've gotten to know them pretty well in the two-plus years they've been around. And this, I don't get this. I don't get the Reynolds thing. I don't get the Cruz thing. And I know that the you know the lowest hanging fruit around is you know something something nutting. But this this Cruz thing wouldn't have anything to do with him. Actually, I don't believe that the Reynolds thing does either. I really don't. There's just things that are happening right now that don't feel consistent with what these men themselves have said, oh, and by the way, put into practice over the last couple of years. It feels like they're just rusty and swinging and missing. And that really, really needs to change, like in a big hurry. As it relates to Cruz, one last time, you've been bequeathed a gift The previous GM, who'd make one good trade for every five bad ones, did extremely well to get you Cruz. And he's just been passed along to you. I referred to him occasionally as a godsend. For this type of franchise with these financial constraints, he's a godsend. So is Reynolds. Figure out how to treat them as individual players. You know, player-centric. I appreciate everyone putting up with my crap on Daily Shot of Pirates all week long, especially these past couple of shows. I will take the weekend to cool off. And then Monday, I'll be headed back down to Bradenton to cover the Pirates next week and hopefully, ultimately, get some answers myself to some of these many and obviously raging questions that I've got. I appreciate you listening to this show. I'm grateful for every single set of ears that does, especially when it comes to this team.